Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Earlier today, Joseph Faboud, who customizes jackets, pants, and suits for our own peacock, Sid Rosenberg, who, as you know, competes with the other peacock in New York City, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, in which he wears on a regular basis $5,000 customized suits off the rack. How the hell does he pay for them, Lou, in Macedonia, Phil? Well, we know his former... Chief of Staff, who resigned with four pending investigations hanging over his head, Frank Caron, had given him $300,000 that he hasn't reported, in which he then used to get customized suits to fill his uh, personal rack, wherever it is he rests its head at night, because we know it's not at Gracie Mansion, but it is across the street from the United Nations in the 90-story Trump Tower. In which uh, Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, cops a squat. But oh boy, Bill O'Reilly, is he kissing up to Mayor Eric Adams? My God, it started first with Sid, and now all of his friends. You know, you got uh, Peter King, you got Bo Dito, you got Dove Hiking, and now you got Bill O'Reilly, who must be desperate to have a meal and sit courtside as Sid had promised him. With Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. So John Ledecky owns the Islanders, and it's his birthday, 65th birthday on Thursday, and he's kind enough to invite me to the game. Uh, and I go to the game, and there's a, a lot of people in the suite, in the suite, and in walks Mayor Adams. 
In walks Mayor Adams. Right? He's like, all of a sudden, what is it? Bill O'Reilly is getting all for toots over this. Uh, ever since Sid was convincing him, oh, yeah, me and Eric Adams, we're going to sit down, have a great meal with you, Bill O'Reilly, and then we'll sit courtside with a New York Knicks, uh, excuse me, New York Knicks game. Ain't ever going to happen. But anyway, uh, Bill O'Reilly wants to keep those hopes alive. And I look at him and I go, you know, Mr. Mayor, you made a big mistake sleeping in that migrant shelter. Now everybody's going, oh, man, right? I said, the mistake you made, and he's smiling, but I, he, he doesn't know where I'm going with this. I said, the mistake you made is that you didn't invite me. Oh, I got in there with you, every migrant in the city would have split. I would have saved you a billion dollars. Uh, not so, as Bill O'Reilly related that meeting with Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, at the UPS Arena of the Long Island Islanders. Why the hell would Eric Adams be at the UBS Arena out there near Belmont Racetrack instead of dealing with the problems that are so overwhelming here in New York City? If nothing else, the Department of Homeless Services now which is without a commissioner because his friend Jenkins has resigned. An absolute disgrace, that deadbeat slacker, missing in action, uh, so-called commissioner has been shot down. And there's no replacement. And you would think Eric Adams would be dealing with the problem uh, of the uh, illegal aliens. Trying to come up with a solution, though. He was there at uh, the Islanders game. For the birthday of the owner, because what does he always do? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So, of course, he was whining, uh, dining, and getting pocket lined by all the whales out there because he's running for re-election already. Can't run on his record in the first year because the front page of the New York Post headlines on Monday were devastating. All crime is up except for homicides, and the lead editorial in the New York Post was, Mr. Mayor, crime is on the rise. Do something about it. Well, of course not. That's just not Eric Adams. He has attention deficit disorder. And when we speak of the illegal aliens, and by the way, remember, he has just leased space, 500 rooms, in the Holiday Inn, the tallest of all the Holiday Inns in the world, downtown on Rector Street in the shadow of the New York Stock Exchange, $190 a night, in which the illegal aliens will get a view of the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island, and Governor's Island, and in the distance, the North Shore of Staten Island. But that's not the illegal aliens we're talking about. Not the ones who decide to cop a squat and stay here at Eric Adams' invitation, along with Cardinal Dolan and Catholic Charity, which has made a racket, a syndicate of this, but rather to Canada. And in fact, it reminds me of the days that we grew up in the Cold War. Remember, we would watch Rocket J, uh, uh, Rocket J Squirrel and Bullwinkle. Uh, Boris and Natasha, then followed quickly by Dudley Do-Right, RCMP. Ah, and you see, I took you up there to the Canadian border where Quebec meets New York State back on February 1st. I broke this story. 
of how there was uh, illegal aliens being sent at our taxpayers' expense here in New York City. The money being uh, appropriated for Catholic charities that has turned the illegal alien uh, migration uh, and uh, dissemination in both the United States and now Canada into a syndicate, a racket, in which uh, Department of Homeless Services... Telling illegal aliens, well, if you're complaining about being here, why don't we just put you on a bus? Go up to Plattsburgh, 40 miles away. It's the border with Quebec, and uh, it's Roxham Road, the last five miles. It's a one-way road, and you will be confronted by the RCMP upon arrival. Are you aware that the very minute you cross this border, your status in the United States is nullified? Yes. Yes. The RCMP is obligated to tell them with one step across, they will be arrested. But still, if they can slip into Canada, they will be considered for asylum status. And that sliver of hope is enough for desperate people. And we see that not only do they get across and sign up for a more generous package of asylum benefits from Trudeau Jr. in Ottawa, but that they go right to Montreal. And now, all of a sudden, the government of Canada's second most populated province is demanding that Mayor Eric Adams immediately stop helping these illegal aliens enter the Great White North. It's become so simple now that the city of New York will tell an illegal alien like this Nigerian woman, Hey, look, all you got to do is Google. And I went to Google, I went to search Google, and I figured out this is what everybody's doing, that Canada has a future for the children, for everybody. So that's why I want to give it a chance. It's it's a risk. I understand that. I want to take the risk because I know there's a future here for me and the baby. So Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is generous with our tax dollars because, again, we're not being assisted by Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb out of Albany or Joe Biden or Vice President <laughs> Giggles Harris, in terms of funding this invitation to illegals, and then when they're not happy staying here, providing them shuttle service and concierge service anywhere else in the United States who want to go or north of the border to Montreal. And apparently right now 250 illegal aliens are using the Roxham Road crossing to illegally enter Canada each and every day. They're being arrested upon their arrival. They sign up as asylum seekers. Now, imagine, they claim they were seeking asylum in the United States. So what are they, seeking asylum now in Canada from being oppressed, from being violated in the United States? I'd love to see some of that paperwork. And now, all of a sudden, the Quebec Premier, Francois Legault, has said, we understand that the situation of illegal aliens in New York poses major challenges. But the situation in Quebec, and particularly in Montreal, is even worse and constitutes an important humanitarian issue. Stop, Mayor Eric Adams. Stop sending illegal aliens north of the border to Quebec and then eventually into Montreal. And you heard Bill O'Reilly yesterday on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katsimatidis and his many uh, guests in studio. And he was talking about his uh, synergy with Mayor Eric Adams. Well, they have synergy in another regard to their support of uh, Cardinal Dolan, Catholic Charities, which again is the grease to the wheel. 
I can't say it enough. As the largest NGO involved in moving these illegal aliens from city to city and now country to country as part of the uh, NAFTA agreement, North American Fair Trade Association, right? Except now we're, we're fair trading illegal aliens, especially from Nicaragua with Daniel Ortega, president for life. And his wife, Vice President for Life, have decided to take a page out of Fidel and Raul Castro behind the sugar cane curtain of Cuba. When in 1980, they sent a Mario Lito boat lift to Florida, the shores of uh, east coast of Florida, where Jimmy Carter and his wife greeted them. And then it became Michigash because Castro bamboozled Carter by sending over his prisoners, those that were in his mental asylums, those that were considered political dissidents that he didn't want to deal with any longer. So that was 1980. Now consider that 42 years later, Daniel Ortega in Nicaragua is doing exactly the same. Maduro in Venezuela is doing exactly the same. The gangs control the streets, support a prince uh, in Haiti where anarchy prevails. People are fleeing in mass. And obviously, they continue to go the 90 miles through shark-infested waters to the coast of Florida from Cuba. But I will tell you this. Eric Adams is in solidarity with Bill O'Reilly and Cardinal Dolan because they believe, oh, this is the responsibility of our city. We are a sanctuary. We need to be our brother and sister's keeper and stretch our hand in solidarity to everybody who wants to come here and make sure that they have a place to stay, food to eat, and clothes on their back. We keep giving these messages in Spanish-speaking television, Channel 41, Univision, Channel 47, Telemundo, each and every day. And the way will continue, and I ask this question as I ask each and every day as our president will be going to Poland for the anniversary of the invasion of uh the Russian T-2 tanks on the orders of Putin into the Ukraine a year ago. Where the hell are all the Ukrainian legitimate war refugees seeking asylum? We were supposed to get 10,000 in New York. They would have sponsors. They would have come in the old-fashioned way. I haven't heard any, any news of any of these legitimate asylum seekers from war-torn Ukraine. Since the beginning of the war, Poland has taken one and a half million. Hungary has taken close to a million. Other European countries have taken in uh, Ukrainian wartime refugees. Uh, how many have we taken into the five boroughs of the city of New York? Well, it's clear Catholic Charities is not going to get involved because why Catholic Charities only wants Catholics to fill up the pews of their Sunday services in their churches and parishes that have been depleted because the English-speaking mass is not at all well attended, but the Spanish-speaking mass is. Meantime, we know the Ukrainians seeking asylum from the war are predominantly Eastern Orthodox, either following the Russian Orthodox Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, or they happen to be Jews, which is no interest to Catholic charities, I guess. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and our own Bill O'Reilly. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. After the turn of the century in the clear blue skies over Germany came a roar and a thunder man had never heard like the screaming sound of a big war bird up in the sky a man in a plane Baron von Richthofen was his name 80 men tried and 80 men died now they're buried together on the countryside great song from the 60s, so appropriate to uh, whether they're balloons or objects that we're now shooting uh, out of the skies over the Western Hemisphere or, in fact, uh, maybe uh, just tracking because there appear to be so many. Or maybe they're UFOs. And by the way, Lou, nobody seems to be interested in that balloon that is still flying over South America that appears to be uh, red Chinese, but we really don't know. And yesterday, the uh, spokesperson for the National uh, Security uh, Apparatus of the United States, John Kirby, was confusing us more than he ever has before about whether they're balloons, UFOs, friends or foes. Because we have not yet been able to definitively assess what these most recent objects are. We acted out of an abundance of caution to protect the security, our security, our interest, and flight safety. In Saturday's case, we acted in consultation with the Canadian government, the president speaking personally with with Prime Minister Trudeau. The spy balloon was, of course, different because we knew precisely where that was. As we have said, we do not assess that these most recent objects posed any direct threat to people on the ground, and we are laser-focused on confirming their nature and purpose, including through intensive efforts to collect debris in the remote locations where they have fallen. Notice how he said lasers, which appear to be the case, being uh, fired over Hawaii. Notice how he said objects instead of balloons, which might cover UFOs. He has not discarded the notion that it could be UFOs. In fact, listen to uh, our own Rudy Giuliani yesterday, who always used to be a denier. I remember listening to Rudy over the years. He never accepted the fact that there could be UFOs. But now, all of a sudden, he's done a pivot and shift on this. Do you believe in UFOs, number one? Number two, do you believe the story according to History Channel, which I watch a lot, about UFOs, <laughs> there are UFO bases on east, west, north, and south in the base in the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. I can't tell you that I believe, I don't reject it. I can't say that I've seen proof of it. And um, so I'm, 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 here's where I am on UFOs. I do not reject UFOs because I don't think you should reject what you don't know about. But it hasn't been proven to me in a way that I'm comf- comfortable with. So if you tell me it was one of these a UFO, I would tell you I just don't know. I just don't know. i got to go with whatever hard evidence is given to me. And since, unfortunately, the Biden government lies all the time, who knows what the, what the heck I'm getting. But I don't re- no, I don't reject UFOs. 
He doesn't reject UFOs because he, like I, Rudy, my Kumbhati Cheech, is a baby boomer. And I take you back to 1962 and to the Twilight Zone and Rod Serling, who talked about the episode to serve man. Respectfully submitted for your perusal, a cabinet. Height a little over nine feet. Weight in the neighborhood of 350 pounds. Origin unknown. Motives? Therein hangs the tale. For in just a moment, we're going to ask you to shake hands figuratively with a Christopher Columbus from another galaxy and another time. This is the Twilight Zone. Maybe the most famous of the many Twilight Zone episodes is when this uh, illegal alien, because he was an illegal alien, flying in from space, coming into the United States and appearing at the United Nations, made his pitch to us that, in fact, he was a friend and not a foe like the Red Chinese. Precisely why have you chosen this planet for your visit? It has come to our attention that Earth has been plagued by both natural and unnatural catastrophes, all of which could easily be acted upon and prevented. We are here to help you. Are we to assume that there is no ulterior motive? Well, there is nothing ulterior in our motives, nothing at all. You will discover this for yourselves before too long, simply by testing the various devices which we will make available to you. We ask only that you trust us. Only that you simply trust us. Trust us. Years later, Ronald Reagan, our president, was uh, to say, trust, but verify. They tried to verify what that illegal alien, that alien from outer space, was promising to the world. And he has submitted himself to interrogation in front of the General Assembly of the United Nations as he took a polygraph at the request of the delegates. When they declare their benevolent intentions, which he said he was here to do, the polygraph indicated that this illegal alien, this alien from space, was speaking the truth. And soon humans were volunteering for trips to the home planet of the alien, which they described as paradise. And then remember the figure of Mr. Chambers, who is sort of like the Paul Revere, sort of warning everybody, no, 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 to serve man, it's a cookbook. And remember how he tries to run back down the gurney, down the stairs? But the alien blocks him. The stairs retract and the ship lifts off. And they fatten him up on the way to the alien planet because it turns out that they were consuming human flesh. To be continued, if you believe that it's UFOs. I mean, if you're listening to Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, Monday through Fridays, the nationally syndicated program from 1 to 5, It's all gray aliens, it's all UFOs, it's all extraterrestrials, it's all Roswell, New Mexico all the time. And that's what he's been talking about. And apparently, Rudy Giuliani has done a pivot and shift. This is a man who staunchly or would consistently said there's no such thing as UFOs. And now, because of these shootdowns over our territory and Canadian territory, he says he's not sure. 
So whether it's the cylindrical object shot down over the Yukon Territory of Canada or the octagonal structure with strings hanging off of it uh, that was uh, shot out of the sky over Lake Huron. Think about this. And nobody's talking about this, ladies and gentlemen. And maybe this is the reason that President Joe Biden has stayed in his basement at his beach house in Delaware. Each year, 60,000 high-flying balloons are launched just by the National Weather Service alone. They rise into the stratosphere, a layer of the planet's atmosphere that extends to a height of roughly 30 miles. The balloons used by the Weather Service are designated to rise 20 miles up, far higher than the altitude of any of the four objects detected in the past 10 days. And it turns out that on Friday, when the United States Air Force knocked out that uh, UFO, that object, balloon, whatever you want to call it, in Alaska, Alaska has more weather balloon launching sites than any other state. And in fact, NASA launches its balloons from Palestine in Texas. No, no, not East Palestine in Ohio, the site of that chemical spill, which is incredibly dangerous. I would think maybe we ought to be spending a little more time, uh, as Brian Kilmeade had discussed on his show that precedes this uh, in the 11 o'clock hour in which uh, the gases are killing fish, are killing animals, and without a doubt are going to be harmful to human beings within the nearby area and those that drink water from the Ohio River, as that is tainted too. To be continued, could well be that these balloons, some of them are our balloons, or it could be their balloons. And meantime, when we speak of the, the National Security Association, James Clapper now claims he didn't call the Hunter laptop a part of a Russian disinformational campaign. He denies having said that. The former director of the National Intelligence Agency for Barack Obama, he uh, was number 51 of the 50 others who were part of the National Security Defense Apparatus, who issued a letter that Joe Biden spoke about in one of his debates against President Donald Trump as claiming that... The laptop of Hunter Biden, procured by our own Rudy Giuliani, was Russian disinformation. Well, why should we believe James Clapper? Clap on. (laughs) Clap off. You know, the Clapper. Remember when he said that uh, the National Security Intelligence Agency was not spying on citizens? And then the whistleblower Edward Snowden came forward. It was doing work for the National Security Agency and said his job was to spy on Americans. Well, the whistleblower was pin-slapped around. He ended up seeking sanctuary in Russia where he's been given citizenship. He was right. James Clapper lied to us. So why the hell would anybody ever believe anything that James Clapper clap on, (laughs) clap off, according to whatever Barack Obama wanted him to say as his director of national intelligence. He lied then, and he lies now. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Oi!
Hollywood last night for the screening of the film The Gemini Lounge featuring our own Sid Rosenberg, Bo Dietl, and the cast of characters. The real lives of those involved in The Gemini Lounge, most of them I knew personally growing up with them in Canarsie. But I had to bust uh, Sid Rosenberg's bubble for months he's been talking about his uh, part which was a first cousin of Roy DeMeo of the murder machine, the leader of the pack of these vicious predators and killers. A guy nicknamed as Dracula who lived in back of the Gemini Lounge where all the butchering took place of their victims. And then I had to let uh, Sid know exactly who his character Dracula was. Whereas at times uh, Sid Rosenberg is tan, a little reddish, Man, Dracula was all gray. I mean, he really looked like he was coming out of, like, zombie land. And the way he handled the bar, his look, his posture, his whole way of being, man, he nailed the vampire. And I didn't want to throw him before because I knew all about Dracula. I knew all about the DeMeo crew. I didn't want to tell you that he was actually a drag queen. Yeah. That he went out one time to rob a bank in the middle of the day. He left the bar. He had a room in the back of the bar. He goes, I'll be back. And all of a sudden, he's got six-inch sack heels, nylons. He's wearing a wig, rouge, mascara. I say, hey, where you going, Jack? He said, don't worry about it. Yeah. So he goes out. He robs a bank, but he doesn't have a car. He just walks into the bank with a gun. So he steals the car on the way out. It flips over. He's running down the street, right, dragging. He's pulling off all of his female clothing. The cops nab him. They put him in a lineup because the bank manager comes in, and the bank manager points at him. How the hell you pointed me? I came in dressed as a woman. It said, <laughs> schmuck, you still got your mascara on and your lipstick. But oh, the, yeah, this uh, guy uh, was a stone-cold drag queen and porno freak. Oh, I busted Sid Rosenberg's bubble. And then I had to bring to his attention that his lovely wife, Danielle, uh, let me know that at one point she was in Patty Testa's house. To be totally perfect, you need to interrogate your wife, Danielle. Yeah. A lawyer who knows how to take the fifth, right, and hide <laughs> behind it. So she walks over to me. They're, they're, they're getting their son home. She goes, you know, I was in Patty Testa's house. I said, whoa. This is Patty true. Testa's house. This is true, yes. I'm yeah. saying to myself, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, because Curtis Testa's is like house. Patty Testa, Joey Testa. They were great looking guys. That's oh. not why Danielle was there. They, they were chasing skirts. Right. They, they, first of all, these guys look like they could have been runway models. I hope she was not involved with them knocking boots, that's for sure. Anyway, then I had to turn on Andrew Giuliani, who used to be my very dear friend. And really drilled down on him ever since he's come under the uh, guise, uh, the uh, control of his new mentor, Sid Rosenberg, and become a Eric Adams Republican. 
Are you going out with Rob Astorino tonight on Valentine's Day? I'm telling you, I made a big, big mistake. (laughs) I should have endorsed him in the Republican primary to become governor of New York because, boy, you stabbed (laughs) me in the back, Andrew. What start? Was it the square envy? Do you have square envy? No, no, no. Is that what it is? I remember 1989 in in your dad's first attempt to be mayor. He lost against Dinkins. I remember this young Huckleberry running all over the place. (laughs) Sometimes they told me, watch the kid, watch the kid. Then in 92, I come back again, side by side with your daddy and what all of a sudden you're siding with sid you're getting brainwashed you're moving over to the dark <laughs> side here. Over here. You're, you're sounding like an eric adams oh, Republican. Get out of here, an eric adams and let's Republican. be honest let's i be called honest. him impotent yeah and by the way i'm also at war with uh michael Baticic, rudy giuliani father of andrew giuliani because when i brought to his attention that his son on the sid rosenberg show he's co-host uh, twice a week Actually indicated that Mike Trout of the California Angels was a better player than Joe DiMaggio. That was a double discraziata, a double shanda. And I said, Rudy, are you going to discipline your son Andrew on that? And he never got back to me. How could you allow for that? But it just shows you that Andrew's starting to feel his oats. He's getting rambunctious. He's getting rebellious. He's coming under the control of Sid Rosenberg, uh, by the way, the same way that the guys that I I taught stickball to, part of the uh, murder machine, that was the book that led to this uh, movie that will be in theaters in June that you can all can watch for yourself, the Gemini Lounge. Patty and Joey Test and Anthony Centaur, I taught them stickball. And then you saw how they rebelled against the world. One dead, Patty Testa, executed in his own chop shop uh, right near Foster Avenue. And Joey Testa and uh, and Anthony Centaur doing triple life without parole in federal prison, uh, best known as the Gemini Twins, to be continued.